G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And welcome to Aussie Vision Season 3. I know, how did we get to three seasons? I, how had the police not stopped us, Dale? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit early um, than we normally start things off, we, so yeah. why, why are we doing it Well, so we've early? had a little bit of a hiatus, but there's mm-hmm. been plenty of news. Mm. So we figured we'd better like address this, Dale. I've kind of been avoiding it for some time because I knew once we started, it was going to get pretty in in depth. Oh god! But you know, we we can't deny it any longer. We need to start on 2019. We do, we do, because there's a lot happening. Mm. There is a lot happening there. Before we start, Dale, let's talk about how we're at. Where are we at tonight, Dale? Well, we're about to enjoy a nice glass of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, uh, 2015. <laughs> yes, cheers, cheers. Thank you very much. All right. This might be a bit of a feature of every podcast. There's no denying that we might enjoy a little tipple for every episode we record, and we might bring a different country. Yes. So we can't have New Zealand again. No. You got no. your one shot, New Zealand, that's exactly. it. Exactly. We need to knock off Georgian wine throughout it somehow. I would love to try mm. that, actually. We'll yeah. try a different wine from, each, from a different place every time. Mm. Fingers crossed Moldova (laughs) (laughs) all right well where do we start Dale where do we start well it's a big news come on like what happened yesterday (laughs) not only did I run a marathon not only did we go to your mum's 70th birthday (laughs) yes but that pales in comparison to the news that we heard yesterday what was it Michael well first of all Australia's back Mm. it is official forgot about that one (laughs) it is official Australia will be at Eurovision 2019 Great. That's great. Great to hear. I was a bit worried early this year that we might have a little year off or not invited back. Yep. But anyway, we're there. But then there was the other news. Mm. We're bringing a national final. Oh, bloody exciting. I am over the moon. This is amazing. Huge news for us. Massive. It is. And it's not something I thought we would introduce Perhaps this quickly. And something I didn't think I'd be that excited about. I was always a bit wary about us letting the great unwashed of the Australian public decide. <laughs> Considering our election results for so many years. How many prime ministers have we oh had now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But um, this is really exciting, Dale. Mm. We are going to be part of the national final, um, I don't even know what to Circus? call Circus? Circus that happens <laughs> early in the year. But I think it's fantastic. Really, really fantastic. And do you know what I love about it? That people in Europe have to watch a national final at a weird time. Oh, it's now, not going to be too bad. It's not going to be like five in the morning like <laughs> us, but it's still not going to be at night time. That's what I was thinking. We should have our national final at like 12 in the afternoon to make them all wake up at like four <laughs> in the morning to watch it. But it kind of has, it feels like we've grown up. We're yes. growing up as a Eurovision nation. We're really embracing every part of it. And, you know, I feel like we're owning our keeps there. And I agree with you there. This is part of our evolution. This is part of Australia becoming that Eurovision nation yep. that we all want to be. Totally. And we pretty much, you know, we're heading in that direction. But um, we're starting to, to really embrace this. And look, Blink TV, who are the ones who produce it with SBS, I think Paul Clark has always been very much about yeah. wanting to take the Swedish model with us and yeah. like, let's get a Melody Festival and trying to happen. Now, I don't think we're going to get there anytime soon, mm-hmm. but I love that there's that vision and am- ambition for us to be there because... We love this stuff. We're a competitive nation. Uh, we would love to see a competition like Melfest. In Absolutely, Australia. but that that's in the pipeline, and you've yeah. got to you got to walk before you can run. Yes, I mean Melody Festival has been around since oh, you know, forever, yeah, decades, yeah. decades. I just but, want to crawl. At this stage. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and yeah. I think we're crawling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so let's talk about 
and it is Eurovision Australia Decides. Mm. We will have our first national final. It's going to take place uh, on Friday, the 8th of February, will be the jury final. True. And then on Saturday, we'll have a matinee, and then we'll have the live grand final on Mm. the 9th. This is... (laughs) We're all trying to get our heads around this. Mm. Um, and it's coming to you live from the luxurious Gold Coast Convention and Exhibition Centre. <laughs> Can't say I've had the pleasure, though. I know. Have you? And what I what I like about it is that there's a matinee because there's a lot of retirees on the Gold Coast. <laughs> and so I think that's going to suit them just fine. Yeah. Talking about which, we're moving to Queensland. It just happens to be we are moving to Queensland. In January. Yeah. And then now there's going to be Australia Decides as we get there. So. Yeah. Works for us. It does certainly does. It certainly does. Now, I mean, obviously, it's been out in the news. We did have a little trawl through the terms and conditions, Dale. Mm, what so, you find? what we could find so far is, according to the terms and conditions, there will be ten songs. Yeah, ten songs. That's quite a lot. That is. That's pretty ambitious, mm. considering UK. You decide you have six, mm. and we go for ten. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, maybe that's the, the the outer reaches that we're looking for. Who yeah. knows? We might end up with eight or six. Who knows? Yeah, true, true. Depending on the quality that yep. we get. Yep. Um, there is a fifty-fifty jury and televote split mm-hmm. uh, that will decide the winner. That's probably keeping us honest, as yeah. in us, the public. No, that's good. It should be. It should be fifty-fifty. Now, I did see the word national. Jury, who knows? We could have an international element with this. We don't know yet. There's only a certain amount of details out, so yeah. let's not jump the gun too much. Exactly. But what is on the Friday night, which will obviously be a rehearsal for the live show, is it is a jury final. Mm. So I don't know whether that's going to be recorded and sent to international yeah. people. I mean, it's, it's intriguing. I would love though. to see an international one. If I they don't like. have it, that's that's fine. Mm. It's only year one. Yep. But I would love to see one, but... Because I think, national, it, I think okay. it's important to hear what what our um, co- contemporaries and our, our you know compatriots feel about this sort of thing. Well, you know? we need to know what people might vote for since mm. our televote record recently is not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? <laughs> um, so this is very exciting, very exciting. Um, and we know, as you said, Paul Clark from Blink TV. He's always had this in his vision yeah. because he is a big fan of Melody Festival. And mm. what was an interesting quote from him that I saw today was, and I will quote, this process allows us to connect with songwriters in Australia and to say we're looking for innovative, dramatic pop music of whatever genre and to push them to come up with collaborations that are audacious and provocative. Mm. Okay. We, and we're not the only ones, Dale, have been a little critical that maybe we're getting a little bit safe and a little bit, yeah, stayed Look, in our approach. Well, I think there's been a lot of um, criticism from everywhere that Australia's been quite a safe country. Mm-hmm. I would say that at the same time, we've written very jury-friendly songs, and I think actually this year we went a little bit more on the try to get the televote side, and it didn't unfortunately work, but I think there was other things at play there. But yeah, look, we've been a safe, well-produced song nation we try and send quality but i like that they're going to go for something a bit different i think they see that you need to do something unique and different to win the competition look at israel this year Mm -hmm. no one would ever have done that exactly yeah you would never have seen that coming through in australia so you need to be different and i like that they're going to go after that and they've said that as a mission statement be Mm. different be Mm. you know push the boundaries let's not perhaps go for the the safe pop model, which we have, and it's been fairly successful for us, Dale. We've well, made every grand final. Exactly. You know, but maybe now time, 
part of our evolution, push the envelope a bit. Let's see where we can go with this. And I think part of it as well is bringing the Australian public for a ride. Mm-hmm. The Australian public really got behind the first two times in Eurovision. Not so much the last two. It's still definitely behind it. But I think to capture the imagination of people, to do this national final, I reckon, is going to definitely work. Look, there's a risk we could not qualify because we'll send something a bit odd and whatever, but at least we'll choose it. And yes. that's part of Eurovision. It's meant to be a song representing your nation. Yep. And if we decide to send something obscure and we don't make it, fair enough. At least it's been a decision of the people and not people behind a closed door. Exactly. And I think if you've ever got any, if any country ever has a, a criticism about an internal selection, it's because it's done behind closed doors and no one's had a say in it or an input. Yep. Um, interesting as far as composers go, um, you can, there was a collaboration clause in it. Mm. Um, you can have international songwriters involved, etc. but there needs to be a majority of Australian. Yes. Um, input into it. And I mean, you know, this was always our thing for going into Eurovision. It was showcasing Australian talent, whether it be songwriters or performers. And it's, it's good that we, we're sticking behind that. And they've kept every kind of clause of Eurovision. Obviously, the timing, you can only have six performers on stage. Yes. Um, they've also added the fact that it must be either in English or an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander language, which yes. I think is great as well. So one of our... our Indigenous or English language. Yeah, no despacito, no Spanish ones for us this year. Oh god, well who knows what the genre is going to be this year. <laughs> It'll be interesting oh, to please see. Please go hip hop. It's interesting to see, but <laughs> but um, our nominations for songs close on the fourth of November, so they've left a small window for Pretty perhaps tight. people that weren't clued up before this was going to happen. Perhaps. Are we are we going to get out the old Casio and I try and come up with a song? <laughs> right? good no? and, I couldn't hold a tune with a handle. I'll do Dale my year and... ten music. Come come back and uh, see if I can come up with a tune. Can't imagine <laughs> us coming up with anything in a hurry. But home. I think that does add something that surely people are probably clued in the fact that this is happening. I'm yeah. sure people are being tapped on the shoulder. Um, but it also gives out to everybody. So very short amount of time, but mm-hmm. you know what? If it's good enough, it'll get in. It's exciting stuff. I mean, yeah. we spent the whole last national final season judging everybody else's. I think it'd be really great to judge Australia and see how we go with it. I know. I know. <laughs> and we'll be in the OJ second chance competition next year. Yes, we'll see what comes up runner-up or something <laughs> oh, like God that. God help us. We'll see. So very exciting times coming up. Obviously, there'll be more details coming up. And I think, and the last thing to say, universally, I think fans both of Europe and Australia have been excited by this, particularly Australia. Yeah. So it's nice to see. It really, really is. All right, let's talk about other stuff that we haven't talked about since we... (sighs) I know. um, Well, first of all, Tel Aviv. Yep. We're off to Tel Aviv. Yeah, look, I think it was the right choice. Mm -hmm. I think we were concerned if it went to Jerusalem that we could possibly see boycotts, and I think Israel and the EBU were just as concerned about it, and there was a very quick U-turn from Nessa's announcement that we were going to Jerusalem. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was that quick, but uh, we finally got to we, Tel Aviv. We got, okay, yeah, quick wasn't probably the right word there, but it always felt like it was going to be a Tel Aviv. The rumours of another nation was always just no, rumours. That no. was never going to yeah. happen. Look, what, if I've got to say if anything, it's a fairly small auditorium from what uh, all mm. accounts are. For example, we'll have a green room in a different room. So that's a very interesting sort of mix, yeah. how they're going to be cutting to another stadium or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I think we can all 
breathe a sigh of relief that Tel Aviv. I think was... it's a great choice. I think yeah. it seems I hear it's a very good city. I think it's going to be expensive for fans yeah. to go, um, but it's going to be a great experience for those who do. Exactly. We don't know if we're going yet, do we? No, we're still up in the air on this one. Yeah, but 50, hey, 50. I'm, I'm quite Tel Aviv. I'm quite keen. Beachy, sunny. Yeah. Sounds good. Doesn't? Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds good. Watch sounds this space. Good. Exactly, exactly. Watch this space. Um, let's talk about who's going and who's not. Mm. Pretty much everyone um, has shown an interest in going. However, there was somebody this week that flagged that possibly won't be. Well, it looks pretty certain. We haven't had the official official um, confirmation yet. By the time this goes out, it might be. But Bulgaria, one of the big guns of the last three years, mm. um, has said that they're not going to do it, apparently. Well, they haven't said it. But Their I Twitter think account. Every, kind of every indication. They were saying goodbye to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this this team that's been looking after yeah, Bulgaria. You never know. Um, uh, nothing's official, but it does look like Bulgaria will step aside for a, a year. How Who do you knows? Feel? How do you feel about that? Look, I mean, I'm a little disappointed as a fan because I think Bulgaria's been bringing some real quality. And if anything, it looks like they've been building towards something. Mm. Um, having said that, it costs a lot of money to do that and public broadcasters aren't flushed with money. Yeah. So therefore, maybe it's just a financial decision. Look, it's not the first time they've stepped away from the competition no. or any other nation. Portugal had totally. a year off. Came back and won. Yep. So, look, may not be with us in 2019, but not gone forever. No, totally. And yeah. I think this is the thing. I do hope they come back, um, have a year off, and come back very strong because this is a great era for them. Mm. Um, they've they've um, did three great years, mm. particularly the two years in a row of 2016 and 2017. Yeah, top fives. Top fives to both, well, second and fourth. Um, they also hosted Junior Eurovision during that period of time mm-hmm. they did in a really solid job. So, you know, uh, maybe the result didn't go as well as they expected this year and take a year off and come back and put the money into another really good performance rather than two average ones. Yeah. So I, I, I totally get it. Um, but, yeah, it's a shame to see them go, but I'm sure they'll come back strong next year. Yeah, and by all accounts, a very lovely uh, delegation. Yeah. Uh, the people, very oh. easy to work with, very nice people. Yeah. Um, I know very good friends with the Australian delegation, I yeah. believe. So well, we met someone be... over in um, yeah. Eurovision. Sam Bob... Ross. Yeah. Our lovely Sam Ross. Yeah. 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 Absolutely fantastic. So, great so people. It would, be, it, um, it would be a shame to see them not competing in 2019. That isn't confirmed, but it does look that way. Is there anyone else that doesn't look like they're going to be in it this year? Well, I think we've dodged the we're going to boycott bullet thing. Mm. I don't think anyone is screaming boycotts. I think there's only a couple of nations that still haven't really shown any firm interest, and that is San Marino. Oh, my God. Uh, Still... Still, what a loss that would be, Dale. Uh, oh, no. We do oh, love Severino. Um, and at this point, I believe Russia hasn't um, said oh, anything. Russia's always playing hard to I get. I know. Yeah. I know. I think they're being they'll, a little they'll bit... They'll rock up. I reckon. With they'll be there. Pretty short price but, uh, thing that Russia will be there. The usuals haven't... Conf- I've said no again. Turkey's not back. We knew that was never going to be happening. Exactly. Your Andorra's aren't back. Sorry, we know that's people want that to happen. Mm-hmm. No random Lebanon or Morocco's making a comeback. <laughs> well, Kazakhstan. Yeah, that was interesting. And mind me, a little segue into Junior Eurovision. Well, we're going to talk about Junior Eurovision in a minute mm. because Kazakhstan will be making their debut yes. in the Eurovision sphere, Eurovision oh. Song Contest sphere, at Junior Eurovision this year and there was a lot of talk that then they might be having their crack at Eurovision the main contest that everyone seemed to be very happy about why not 
Well, well they're not, not happy about us being <laughs> increase the family day. Yeah, no, I've got no issue. I think yeah. they've got some really interesting music that comes out of there. Yeah. Um, and it'd be great to see. But from what EBU said, it's a definite no. No, no for 2019. Yeah. But I certainly think going into junior Eurovision, I think is a definite stepping stone. Yeah. And and why wouldn't why wouldn't you let Kazakhstanians? So? And also on top of that, Wales will be competing. That's correct. Which is great to see. Huge. And again, it doesn't impact the fact that it'll be, still be United Kingdom rather than Wales. Mm-hmm. But I like that they try things out at Junior Eurovision. They treat it like an area where they can actually do a bit of experimentation. Absolutely. And the contest has to grow and evolve, so mm-hmm. why not use that as exactly. a Exactly. Yeah. It's like any business. If you don't grow and evolve, you will eventually shrink and die. Yeah. So you've got to keep looking to grow, and you've got to keep looking to engage people. And what about Australia's entrance? Well, we're back at Junior Eurovision this year. Yes, great. And we've got uh, JL yes. with Champion. One thing that really, to me, stands out about her is she's got such a mature voice. Mm. For you know, she she is quite young, and her voice sounds really quite mature. Good voice. The song is good and it's solid yep. and it's safe. I oh, hate to say the God. word safe, but it is. It's a good song again. There's nothing wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Is it going to win? Probably not. Mm. But um, I think she's a really interesting artist. And yeah, I, I'm glad to see I send someone like her. Absolutely. I really love the lower tones of her voice. Mm. I think she's got a really great, really strong in those lower tones. Um, it is, let's be honest, it's a pretty safe, um, pretty yeah. safe song. I, I don't know. I, must, I think it must be difficult for songwriters to write junior Eurovision songs without... Being yeah. a too twee or whatever, which well, we've had this conversation in the past. About yeah. it. Do you do you go too mature and yeah. then get punished for it, or do you go like the kitty seven year old stuff? Exactly. And where do you fit? And and also it fluctuates. It fluctuates yeah. because we had Georgia winning with that ten year old girl that sang quite a kitty kind of song. It was yeah. nice. And then you had what was quite mature a from really Russia mature last song. year. Yeah, it wins. So it depends on what they're looking for on the year. Look, yep. I, I think we're, we're going to have a pretty solid result with JL by the look of it. Yep. None of that is all about results. It's about these kids getting out there and, and totally. learning their craft. And, yeah. and um, We've got a pretty good record there, though. We so. have. We've never finished out of the top ten. We've had a ten, a fifth, and an eight. Uh, sorry, a third. Yeah. An eighth, a fifth, and a third. Eighth, a fifth, and a third. Third. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're doing pretty well with this. No pressure there. <laughs> but we'll, we'll do a little... I think we'll probably end up doing a little bit more on Junior Revision since yes. we're starting a bit earlier. A but bit closer to the time. But yeah, good to see Australia back, good to see a solid song, absolutely. and I like the difference of new ca- countries coming in. Yeah, absolutely, and it goes to show we're part of the Eurovision family. We don't Can't just rock up. Us. You just, we just don't <laughs> rock up for the big one, we also go to the little dance as well. Totally. So what else has been going on in the Eurovision sphere, Dale? I said it's OJ time, there's OJ competitions. Yes. So OJ's second chance, mm-hmm. the uh, winner was announced uh, from a pretty, uh, got to say, gala Video put out by the OJ Sweden. Well they, they done. They did amazing. That I mean, was fantastic. Yeah, three performers, one of them being Mariette performing the winning song from last year. I know. Like, wow, fantastic. Huge amount of effort. They even had a trailer going into it. Like, that yeah. was like a, a These huge people, effort. Are, like, you've got, to, you've got to aspire to be like these guys. But anyway, we had a winner, and it was from Italy, Annalisa with Il Mondo Prima di Te. Lunga discesa e pericolosa senza difese, ritorniamo 
great song, great artist. I know a lot of people fan. It did definitely make my top ten. Did it make your top ten, Dale? That was my did, next question. It did, but I'm sorry, but Emmy from France was robbed in second place. She came second. I'm sorry, that song was supremely the better song out of everything in there. And she came a gallon second place, but she, she should have won. Okay, well that's debatable. I've got to say, it's not debatable. It's a fact. Annalisa made <laughs> Annalisa, I think, came fifth in my votes. But um, great to see her win. She did win by a fair margin as well. So. About forty points, I think. Yeah. It was, so yeah. Um, yeah, great, great. You know, another San Remo win. And I would actually really like to see Annalisa um, compete for Italy. I think she's a great artist. Mm. I'm actually a big fan of her. So just for the fact that I'm devastated about Emmy um, <laughs> robbed again for yeah, the second time this Can't year. Can't take a trick. I know, right? Um, but um, I think you know what, great artist with Annalisa. Uh, you know, a good victor. Yeah. So, um, Sara Alto was third. Third with Domino. Yeah. Yes. And I saw, do you know what I saw on Twitter? Rebecca from Norway, who came fifth, tweeted about it, and she was so happy to finish fifth in the OJ Second Chance competition. She actually read the votes from Norway. She gave the 12 points. It well, was Rebecca. It. She was so yeah. involved. She it was really it. good. They, yeah. they, the credit to the o, uh, OJ fan clubs to get the you know artists involved. The Swedish, the Swedish mm. votes were read by. Um, uh, Benjamin this year, so Jesus Christ! I know it's really good, yeah. really, really good stuff to see. Mm. Um, also coming up with the OJ, which Australia is hosting this one. We've got the song competition mm, coming up. We do, yeah. So um, that's going to be very interesting to see the results in that. Australia mm. has sent Troy Sivan with a "My My My" great song. I think we've got a good chance. I want top five. I'm thinking top five, top three. Yeah. It was pretty good. We were pretty a fan good. of the German song, weren't we? We were. I mm. gave that big points. Big she was points. good. She was really good. Uh, yes. We'll so see what that, happens. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, what else do we need to cover here, Dale? Is there anything else? Well, look, the only thing is, like, I think a shout out to OJ Australia. They've got a new committee on our club and they're really good. They're doing a great job so yes. far. A lot of events happening, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up there. And also, we must pay homage to Lee Lin Chin. Uh, who has actually was obviously read out the votes for Australia for SBS over the years, except for last year, and we know the fandom love her. But she's actually <laughs> left SBS now, so yeah. that was happened a couple of months ago. But there will be no Lilian Chin reading votes again for Australia. Oh, so you never know. Yeah, well, I was going to say RIP, but she's <laughs> not dead. She's not dead, though. <laughs> All right, so tell you what, that's our first one yes. for this uh, for season three. God, God we've there's a long started. way to go. I oh, know, there's a long way to We're go. We're going to take our time. Yeah, exactly. No weekly shows yet. <laughs> God no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleeping in. All right, that's us for this one, though, guys. Nice to speak to you again. Yep, and also you can always hit us up on our socials. Please do. At Aussie Vision Net. Let us know what you think about the whole Australia decides on the Gold Coast. Are you going to mm. go? Excited? You're going to watch from Europe? We'll be there. Please do. All All right, right. guys. See you later. Bye.